Canto 13 Let him imagine who would well conceive what now I saw, and let him while I speak retain the image as a steadfast rock, the fifteen stars that in their diverse regions the sky enliven with a light so great that it transcends all clusters of the air. Let him the wane imagine unto which our vault of heaven sufficeth night and day, so that in turning of its pole it fails not. Let him the mouth imagine of the horn that in the point beginneth of the axis round about which the primal wheel revolves, to have fashioned of themselves two signs in heaven, like unto that which Minos's daughter made the moment when she felt the frost of death, and one to have its rays within the other, and both to whirl themselves in such a manner that one should forward go, the other backward. And he will have some shadowing forth of that true constellation and the double dance that circled round the point at which I was. Because it is as much beyond our want, as swifter than the motion of the Kiana moveth the heaven that all the rest outspeeds. There sang they neither Bacchus nor Apollo, but in the divine nature persons three, and in one person the divine and human. The singing and the dance fulfilled their measure, and unto us those holy lights gave need, growing in happiness from care to care. Then broke the silence of those saints concordant, the light in which the admirable life of God's own mendicant was told to me, and said, Now that one straw is trodden out, now that its seed is garnered up already, sweet love invites me to thresh out the other. Into that bosom, thou believest, whence was drawn the rib to form the beauteous cheek, whose taste to all the world is costing dear, and into that which, by the lance transfixed, before and since, such satisfaction made, that it weighs down the balance of all sin, what air of light it has to human nature been lawful to possess, was all infused by the same power that both of them created. And hence at what I said above dost wonder, when I narrated that no second had the good which in the fifth light is enclosed. Now ope thine eyes to what I answer thee, and thou shalt see thy creed in my discourse fit in the truth as center in a circle. That which can die, and that which dieth not, are nothing but the splendor of the idea which by his love our Lord brings into being, because that living light, which from its fount effulgent flows, so that it disunites not from him, nor from the love in them entrined, through its own goodness reunites its rays in nine subsistences, as in a mirror, itself eternally remaining one. Thence it descends to the last potencies, downward from act to act, becoming such that only brief contingencies it makes. And these contingencies I hold to be things generated, which the heaven produces by its own motion, with seed and without. Neither their wax nor that which tempers it remains immutable, and hence beneath the ideal signet more and less shines through. Therefore it happens that the selfsame tree, after its kind, bears worse and better fruit, and ye are born with characters diverse. If in perfection tempered were the wax, and were the heaven in its supremest virtue, the brilliance of the seal would all appear. But nature gives it ever more deficient, in the like manner working as the artist, who has the skill of art and hand that trembles. If then the fervent love, the vision clear, of primal virtue do dispose and seal, perfection absolute is there acquired. Thus was of old the earth created worthy of all and every animal perfection, and thus the virgin was impregnant made. So that thine own opinion I commend, that human nature never yet has been, nor will be, what it was in those two persons. Now if no farther forth I should proceed, then in what way was he without a peer, would be the first beginning of thy words. But, that may well appear what it now appears not, think who he was, and what occasion moved him to make request, when it was told him, Ask. I've not so spoken that thou canst not see, clearly he was a king who asked for wisdom, that he might be sufficiently a king. T'was not to know the number in which are the motors here above, or if necessity with a contingent ere necessity make. Non si es dare primum motum esse, or if in semicircle can be made triangle so that it have no right angle. Whence if thou notest this and what I said, a regal prudence is that peerless seeing, in which the shaft of my intention strikes. And if on rose thou turnest thy clear eyes, thou'lt see that it has reference alone to kings who are many, and the good are rare. With this distinction take thou what I said, and thus it can consist with thy belief of the first father and of our delight.
And led shall this be always to thy feet, to make thee, like a weary man, move slowly, both to the yes and no thou seest not. For very low among the fools is he who affirms without distinction, or denies, as well in one as in the other case, because it happens that full often bends current opinion in the false direction, and then the feelings bind the intellect. Far more than uselessly he leaves the shore, since he returneth not the same he went, who fishes for the truth and has no skill. And in the world proofs manifest thereof, Parmenides, Melissus, Brissus are, and many who went on and knew not whither. Thus did Sibelius, Arius, and those fools who have been even as swords unto the scriptures in rendering distorted their straight faces. Nor yet shall people be too confident in judging, even as he is who doth count the corn in field, or ever it be ripe. For I have seen all winter long the thorn first show itself intractable and fierce, and after bear the rose upon its top. And I have seen a ship direct and swift run o'er the sea throughout its course entire, to perish at the harbor's mouth at last. Let not Dame Bertha nor Sir Martin think, seeing one steal, another offering make, to see them in the arbitrament divine, for one may rise and fall the other may. Canto 14 From center unto rim, from rim to center, in a round vase the water moves itself, as from without to struck or from within. Into my mind upon a sudden dropped what I am saying, at the moment when silent became the glorious life of Thomas, because of the resemblance that was born of his discourse and that of Beatrice, whom, after him, it pleased thus to begin. This man has need, and does not tell you so, nor with the voice, nor even in his thought, of going to the root of one truth more. Declare unto him if the light wherewith blossoms your substance shall remain with you eternally the same that it is now. And if it do remain, say in what manner, after ye are again made visible, can be that it injure not your sight. As by a greater gladness urged and drawn they who are dancing in a ring sometimes uplift their voices and their motions quicken, so at that horizon devout and prompt the holy circles a new joy displayed in their revolving and their wondrous song. Whoso lamenteth him that here we die that we may live above has never there seen the refreshment of the eternal reign. The one and two and three whoever liveth and reigneth ever in three and two and one, not circumscribed in all things circumscribing, three several times was chanted by each one among those spirits, with such melody that for all merit it were just reward. And in the luster most divine of all, the lesser ring, I heard a modest voice, such as perhaps the angels was to Mary, answer, As long as the festivity of paradise shall be, so long our love shall radiate round about us such a vesture. Its brightness is proportioned to the ardor, the ardor to the vision, and the vision equals what grace it has above its worth. When, glorious and sanctified, our flesh is reassumed, then shall our persons be more pleasing by their being all complete. For will increase whate'er bestows on us of light gratuitous the good supreme, light which enables us to look on him. Therefore the vision must perforce increase, increase the ardor which from that is kindled, increase the radiance which from this proceeds. But even as a coal that sends forth flame and by its vivid whiteness overpowers it, so that its own appearance it maintains, thus the effulgence that surround us now shall be o'erpowered in aspect by the flesh, which still today the earth doth cover up. Nor can so great a splendor weary us, for strong will be the organs of the body to everything which hath the power to please us. So sudden and alert appeared to me both one and the other choir to say Amen, that well they showed desire for their dead bodies. Nor soul for them perhaps, but for the mothers, the fathers, and the rest who had been dear, or ever they became eternal flames. All round about of equal brightness arose a luster over what was there, like a horizon that is clearing up. And as at rise of early eve began along the welkin new appearances, so that the sight seems real and unreal, it seemed to me that new subsistences began there to be seen, and make a circle outside the other two circumferences. O very sparkling of the Holy Spirit, how sudden and incandescent it became unto mine eyes that vanquished bore it not. But Beatrice so beautiful and smiling appeared to me that with the other sights that followed not my memory I must leave her. Then to uplift themselves mine eyes resumed the power, and I beheld myself translated to higher salvation with my lady only. 
well was I aware that I was more uplifted by the enkindled smiling of the star that seemed to me more ruddy than its wont. With all my heart and in that dialect which is the same in all, such holocaust to God I made as the new grace beseemed. And not yet from my bosom was exhausted the ardor of sacrifice before I knew this offering was accepted and auspicious. For with so great a luster and so red splendors appeared to me in twofold rays, I said, O Helios, who dost so adorn them? Even as distinct with less and greater lights glimmers between the two poles of the world the galaxy that maketh wise men doubt, thus constellated in the depths of Mars those rays described the venerable sign that quadrants joining in a circle make. Here doth my memory overcome my genius, for on that cross as leaven gleamed forth Christ, so that I cannot find and sample worthy. But he who takes his cross and follows Christ again will pardon me what I omit, seeing in that aurora light in Christ. From horn to horn and twixt the top and base lights were in motion, brightly scintillating as they together met and passed each other. Thus level and aslant and swift and slow we here behold, renewing still the sight, the particles of bodies long and short, across the sunbeam move wherewith is listed sometimes the shade, which for their own defense people with cunning and with art contrive. And as a lute and harp accordant strung with many strings a dulcet tinkling make to him by whom the notes are not distinguished, so from the lights that there to me appeared upgathered through the cross a melody, which wrapped me, not distinguishing the hymn. Well was I where it was of lofty laud, because there came to me, Arise and conquer, as unto him who hears and comprehends not. So much enamored I became therewith, that until then there was not anything that e'er had fettered me with such sweet bonds. Perhaps my word appears somewhat too bold, postponing the delight of those fair eyes into which gazing my desire has rest. But who bethinks him that the living seals of every beauty grow in power ascending, and that I there had not turned round to those, can me excuse, if I myself accuse, to excuse myself, and see that I speak truly? For here the holy joy is not disclosed, because ascending it becomes more pure. Canto 15 A will benign, in which reveals itself ever the love that righteously inspires, as in the iniquitous cupidity, silence imposed upon that dulcet lyre, and quieted the consecrated chords that heaven's right hand doth tighten and relax. How unto just entreaties shall be deaf those substances which, to give me desire of praying them, with one accord grew silent. Tis well that without end he should lament, who, for the love of thing that doth not last, eternally despoils himself of that love. As through the pure and tranquil evening air there shoots from time to time a sudden fire, moving the eyes that steadfast were before, and seems to be a star that changeth place, except that in the part where it is kindled nothing is missed, and this endureth little, so from the horn that to the right extends unto the cross's foot there ran a star out of the constellation shining there. Nor was the gem dissevered from its ribbon, but down the radiant fillet ran along, so that fire seemed it behind alabaster. Thus piteous did Anchises' shade reach forward, if any faith our great muse deserve, when in Elysium he his son perceived. O blood of mine, O grace of God infused superlative, to whom as unto thee were ever twice the gates of heaven unclosed. Thus that effulgence, whence I gave it heed, then round unto my lady turned my sight, and on this side and that was stupefied. For in her eyes was burning such a smile, that with mine own methought I touched the bottom both of my grace and of my paradise. Then, pleasant to the hearing and the sight, the spirit joined to its beginning things I understood not, so profound it spake. Nor did it hide itself from me by choice, but by necessity, for its conception above the mark of mortals set itself. And when the bow of burning sympathy was so far slackened that its speech descended towards the mark of our intelligence, the first thing that was understood by me was, Benedite be thou, O trine and one, who hast unto my seed so courteous been, and it continued, Hunger long and grateful, drawn from the reading of the mighty volume, wherein is never changed the white nor dark. Thou hast appeased, my son, within this light in which I speak to thee, by grace of her who to this lofty flight with plumage clothed thee. 
Thou thinkest that to me thy thought doth pass from him who is the first, as from the unit, if that be known, ray out the five and six. And therefore who I am thou askest not, and why I seem more joyous unto thee than any other of this gladsome crowd. Thou thinkest the truth, because the small and great of this existence look into the mirror wherein, before thou thinkest, thy thought thou showest. But that the sacred love in which I watch with sight perpetual, and which makes me thirst with sweet desire, may better be fulfilled, now let thy voice secure, and frank and glad, proclaim the wishes, the desire proclaim, to which my answer is decreed already. To Beatrice I turned me, and she heard before I spake, and smiled to me a sign that made the wings of my desire increase. Then in this wise began I. Love and knowledge, when on you dawned the first equality, of the same weight for each of you became. For in the sun which lighted you and burned with heat and radiance, they so equal are that all similitudes are insufficient. But among mortals will and argument, for reason that to you is manifest, diversely feathered in their opinions are. Whence I, who mortal am, feel in myself this inequality, so give not thanks save in my heart for this paternal welcome. Truly do I entreat thee, living topaz, set in this precious jewel as a gem, that thou wilt satisfy me with thy name. O leaf of mine, in whom I pleasure took, e'en while awaiting, I was thine own root. Such a beginning he in answer made me, then said to me, That one from whom is named thy race, and who a hundred years and more has circled round the mount of the first cornice, a son of mine and thy great-grandsire was, well it behooves thee that the long fatigue thou shouldst for him make shorter with thy works. Florence, within the ancient boundary from which she taketh still her tears and nons, abode in quiet, temperate, and chaste. No golden chain she had, nor coronal, nor lady shod with sandal shoon, nor girdle that caught the eye more than the person did. Nor yet the daughter at her birth struck fear into the father, for the time and dower did not o'errun this side or that measure. No houses had she void of families, not yet had thither come to Sardanopolis to show what in a chamber can be done. Not yet surpassed had Montemado been by your Uccellatoio, which surpassed shall in its downfall be as in its rise. Belinchion Berti saw Igo begirt with leather and with bone, and from the mirror his dame depart without a painted face. And him of Nerli saw, and him of Vecchio, contented with their simple suits of buff, and with the spindle and the flax their dames. O fortunate women, and each one was certain of her own burial place, and none as yet for sake of France was in her bed deserted. One o'er the cradle kept her studious watch, and in her lullaby the language used that first delights the fathers and the mothers. Another, drawing tresses from her distaff, told o'er among her family the tales of Trojans and of Fessole in Rome. As great a marvel then would have been held a Lapo Satarello or a Changela as Cincinnatus or Cornelia now. To such a quiet, such a beautiful life of the citizen, to such a safe community, and to so sweet an inn did Mary give me, with loud cries invoked, and in your ancient baptistry at once Christian and Cachaguida I became. Maronta was my brother and Eliseo. From Valdipado came to me my wife, and from that place thy surname was derived. I followed afterward the emperor Conrad, and he begirt me of his chivalry, so much I pleased him with my noble deeds. I followed in his train against that law's iniquity, whose people doth usurp your just possession through your pastor's fault. There by that execrable race was I released from bonds of the fallacious world, the love of which defileth many souls, and came from martyrdom unto this peace. <laughs>